Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Andre, the Giants of Mania. Mania is running wild. My God, what Ladies and gentlemen, the number one sports and recreation podcast is Cheap Heat. And we are back with a lot to discuss this week. And in studio in New York City, Stack Guy Greg is here. SGG, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Doing great. How you doing? I like a delicious chicken. Uh, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Uh, a lot to talk about this week. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what outside the ring stuff there is. You tell me, SGG. So, um, you do know this one. Um, DX was announced to go into the Hall of Fame on Monday. And, um, everybody knows there were two major incarnations of DX, uh, according to their Wikipedia. There were a couple of, couple of ones afterwards. They count Hornswoggle, uh, from that late run as oh, a member of okay. DX. That's interesting. Uh, Tori, uh, who had like a little short run with them. Um, in the early 2000s, but this collective of DX that's going in is basically who you would consider uh, the core members: um, China, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, the New Age Outlaws, Road Dogg and Billy Gunn, and X Pac. Yeah. So no Rick Rude either, even though he's like a founding member. That's true. He he was important early on. Yeah. These are like the core. But this is the right. This is right, isn't it? I think so. And this is and 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 it gets China into the Hall of Fame. Yes. Well, if you if you buy this is right, you mean like this is the right group to represent DX? Yes. Then yes, I I agree. Now the China thing for me gets a little bit more complicated because I do think she should have gone in solo. I agree. But um, but I'll, t- same, I'll take what I can get. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about it. I'm not as as up in arms as people who like feel like she should have gone in solo. Um, well, and are like angry about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's just other things going on in the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I mean, and like you said, she's going in already. We go take what we can get. I don't, I don't know if this necessarily means she'll go in solo later, or that she won't. Yeah, right. You, you just don't know. But um, if they were going to do a thing, I would have rather they sent her in solo. But I'll take this. Yeah, if I if I had my absolute choice, I agree with you. I would have definitely gone solo. China, uh, more exciting to me than DX, and it's it's not because DX isn't super important because they definitely were super yep. important. Um, and not because they didn't have great moments, because they certainly did. It's just that it's always a lot of DX. It's like because they've been incarnated multiple times. Yeah, you know, there's just for for several reasons, it's not as jaw dropping as if we just seen the ninth wonder of the world. You know, we yeah. And and it's also like what you think about when you think of DX, right? Even even more so than like like NWO. When you think about NWO, you think about these invaders, these outsiders, and like carnage, and it's mage. And DX is mage in a different way. But just when you think about them, even from the beginning, you think about comedy and joking and like crass adult humor, which China was a part of. But her legacy also, just from the beginning, even as a member of DX, was always way yeah, more than that. It was it was wrestling. There's no doubt about it. That's what makes China super important is the wrestling part. I mean, she really is the foremother, if that's a word, to the women's evolution. And you're right. When they show all the highlights for 
DX, it's almost, it's almost all comedy. Yeah, it's all antics. It's like, it's ridiculous. Tons of antics. And, and, and they were great antics. Hall of Fame worthy antics. Yeah. But, um, I, I'm, I'm on the same page. I would, I would have liked to have seen that, but listen, I, I don't know what the entire deal is. I don't know any of the deal behind China. We know the things we thought that we've speculated on in this podcast before, but either way, um, happy to see her going. Yeah, same. Um, Ty Dillinger requested his release on Monday. Hmm. He put out a lengthy statement on uh, his social media, um, sort of just detailing the reasons why he wanted to be released. I thought it was interesting that he – it doesn't say that he was granted his release. He just put out there for everybody's consumption that he requested his release. So we'll see what actually happens. Um, because there has been speculation that they don't want people to walk right now. Right. But I, I mean certain people I think they're fine with walking. That's no shock. And you think that will be true with the perfect 10? I think so. I mean they're not using him. So it's not like like if Rollins was to go in there and say I want my release, that would shake things up. I'll say. But um, but Ty Dillinger, like they, he hasn't been on TV in forever. And it never really – Became a thing on the main roster. No, it didn't. It ha- it had a I, I mean, Royal Rumble moment, right? Which is the perfect time for it. But like, that's the only time you can do it. And do people want to see that once a year, predictably in the ten spot? Uh, so what else you got? WWE announced that Roman Reigns is going to be on Monday Night Raw this Monday. Yes, to address his health. Yes. So I would presume this is a positive thing. Yes. I, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't even think that if it was anything else, they would bring him in. To I, I, again, I am just so confused about why everything is announced. I mean, that's going to be the theme of today's show, practically. <laughs> yeah. Is like, what is wrong with the surprise? Like, I mean, surprise is everything in, in wrestling to me. And I, I saw that release today and really happy that we'll see Roman – but don't what his music hitting to start the show would have been awesome. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know because that it would have definitely been awesome. That's not the part that I'm saying I don't know about. But I feel like with people in the crowd, it would have raised questions about the whole thing being a work or whatever. And you really, you still never know. Well, you do know. They said it's not, and it's clearly not. But the people who are already questioning it would have just had more questions. It, it's that's such a. Minority, especially in person. Yeah, we're, we're, Raw's in Atlanta next week. Yeah, it, it, you saw the way the reaction he got on the way out. I think it would have. I think everyone would have went crazy for him. I, I I don't understand why it has to be announced. I don't think there would have been any risk to his music hitting. The show starts. Someone else is talking. He interrupts. I I I would have really. Or I, even nothing's happening. Like. Just come out of break. Yeah. But, I mean, anything. But, again, we'll get to lack of surprises. But, yeah, we will see Roman on Monday. And we'll also see Ric Flair's birthday celebration. Woo! I'm excited for that. I, I, me too. I'm, I mean, I, I've met Rick. I've never partied with Rick. And I certainly haven't ever celebrated a birthday with Rick. But we will so, on Monday. Yeah, this is, this is me. I'm no, I, 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 like, I, I like hyping up stuff like this, especially right now, because we need some stuff to get hyped about. Um, so what else you got? That was it. But uh, speaking of getting hyped, I guess that's the perfect segue into staying hyped. <laughs> no, 
who is another person we haven't seen around in a while. But I was going to say, that's well, he perfect, talks to the mirror a lot. Perfect segue. So, so he's seen himself, but we're not seeing much of him. But on Monday, the crowd was there was like no hype in that crowd at all. So, yeah, I mean, that's just where you have to start this week. And I, I have no idea at this point how much people have thought about it. I haven't, you know, I'll pull up the mailbag. I don't know if people wrote in about it or not. Um, but I was just so confused about, well, why don't we go to the mailbag first? Because I just see, I see something. Maybe they'll say it for us. Mail. Brian writes. I'm guessing you're getting a lot of emails on this one, and the nerds on the internet are always riled up about something, but I have to agree with them here. What purpose did this serve? Of course, the subject to this is wasted NXT call-ups. Why bring up four of your most mage NXT guys all at once, with no build-up, no story, no anything? I can see, unfortunately, how Ciampa and Gargano may have trouble getting over on the main roster, but Ricochet and Black should be sure things. And nothing about their debuts felt special last night. And what about the last group of call-ups? <laughs> yeah. Lars Sullivan, EC3, Sanity, Lacey Evans, who just trots to the ring and back regularly. They've done nothing. Don't even have an established brand. And now, they aren't even the newest members of the roster. Hoping you and SGG can shed some positive light here, because none of this bodes well for any of the recent call-ups. Um... Yeah. Let's see. Here's another one. Mail. Uh, Maynard writes us, NXT debuts should give AEW peeps something to think about. Hey, Rosie and SUG, I saw the four NXT guys debut on Raw this week, and if the AEW people are smart, they should have watched how that went. While the wrestling is good, the crowd reaction wasn't there, and this is mostly due to lack of familiarity. That should give AEW something to think about. AEW supporters that think Omega and the Bucks are so well-known when they really aren't. NXT people are so much more well-known than these AEW guys, yet the casual fans barely know who Ricochet is. Don't get me wrong. I hope AEW succeeds. The more opportunities and money for the boys and girls, the better. Competition makes the product better. So this is all good for the WWE. But I hope AEW and their fans understand that success isn't a sure thing. Enough of this WWE is scared and WWE is in trouble BS. The WWE is worldwide and a giant and isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Hell, I'm on vacation in Cape Town, South Africa. Been there. Beautiful. And they're showing Raw at a beauty salon at the mall. Anyways, I'm nearing the end of my tour of duty here in Africa, and I feel Dean Ambrosey these days. Have a wonderful <laughs> week. Enjoy yourself. Well, thank you for your service, sir, and appreciate the message. Um, uh, okay, something positive. I'll give you something positive. Ricochet wrestling on TV is always positive. Yeah. Flawless. Um, both nights. But I was so confused. I mean, number one, it's Lafayette, Louisiana. Yes. It's an audience that might have popped more if Ole Anderson showed up. <laughs> You're right. And to start the show and not, I guess they felt, well, we have to establish who these people are. So I guess the first question is, why right now? Why did we need the four biggest names probably mm-hmm. in NXT to come up right now as opposed to the day after WrestleMania? Now, we also – isn't there a date already for a shakeup too? Yeah, it's um not the day after WrestleMania but the week after that. So there's going to be a shakeup coming and there's always going to be the night after Raw. 
Yeah. These are four people who you would have expected that week. Yeah, one of those two nights at least. So first question is why now? Second question is if you're going to do it, did was the way to get it done by Triple H announcing them and just showing their name on a Titantron and Michael Cole explaining who they are? I just don't understand what the desired effect was. Oh, that'll make people familiar and thus excited when they come out later? It, it, that did, it didn't work. Well, this is the thing, though. Lafayette, Louisiana was trash for everybody. So I'm not going to put this on the lack of familiarity with the NXT guys, even though I think he's absolutely right that AEW – is going to have to do some work to get to even where NXT is for the casual fan. Um, I don't know if Jericho can get them there right away, even though his presence is going to help. But that crowd, like, they didn't pop for Triple H. They didn't pop for Heyman. Um, Finn barely got anything. They were just not there for anybody, which made it look worse. Which makes it, especially like when that's supposed to be a moment. And now, no matter what you do later, the moment's gone. Yeah. If it's the night after WrestleMania, let's say we don't see the guys again. They did it. They were like, all right, that kind of didn't work. Send them back to NXT because they went on both shows. So you don't really know where anyone's going. Right. So if they said, you know what, that we did it to for one week to see if they're ready, go back to NXT. It's still not going to be the same the night after WrestleMania. And, that, and you, you're right, too. Like the moment, yes, they put them on both shows, but the moment was gone after Monday, even on SmackDown. They all got a much better reception. Even though I think the match quality was the same on both shows, it felt bigger and better because In of New how the crowd responded. Right. But that moment of their debut was gone. I just, again, as someone who lives for surprises, these guys are all so mage. And to see it just done with an announcement and a, and their name and picture on a Titan Tron. Yeah. I just was so confused. And I, I do think Maynard raised an interesting question. Um, what did that mean for the six call ups that we that we got that didn't really do anything yet? The, we've seen EC three a little bit, though he yeah. was off TV this week, right? Yep. And we've seen Lacey just appear. Yes, and heavy machinery just appeared as well. They, they and they've been they've been appearing. You can tell that they're yeah. going to get a look. Yeah, but like Lars has not. We haven't seen Lars at all. No, don't know what's going on there. And um, sanity. Yeah, sanity. We saw them this week, but when was the last time we saw them before that? And that's also already always been confusing because Nikki Cross also appeared already on T. It's just like. There's one surefire thing that has seemed to work, which is that – not surefire. Half the time, these big NXT names translate into big star and it's really exciting. Yes. And I'm not saying that can't happen. Like I think Ricochet will end up getting over no matter what just because he's that good. Kids are going to love him, etc. He's just that talented. But otherwise, I, I don't – I worry now about kind of all of them. Yeah, and I was thinking about this the other day, too. I mean, I, it almost feels like part of it is because, you know, since the TakeOver era and all of that, there's just, like, a lot of extra pressure on them. Because, you know, Rollins was in NXT, and when he came up, he didn't have that pressure of, like, this is this moment is big for NXT on his back. Um, same thing with Big E. And then when you look at the call-ups after that, you know, some of them 
were hit or miss. Like Adam Rose was big in NXT, but then he didn't really do anything on the main roster. Elias wasn't big in NXT and right. then has been pretty big on the main roster. You know, you have Bo Dallas who was huge in NXT and then main roster. Like we sort of saw him like slowly um, fizzle out and it just it's tough for all these guys. You really don't know. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I was very perplexed. Um, and we shouldn't. And, and the funny thing is, it shouldn't be what we're talking about this week because we should be talking about an inc- maybe the best chamber match of all time. God bless you. Excuse me. Yeah. It, yeah. Instant classic. Instant classic. I mean, one of those moments when you when you ended up thinking Kofi's going to win. Yeah. Like I was sincerely unsure of what was going to happen. It was such a well-executed chamber match, top to bottom. Yeah, I, I believed until the moment that he missed the splash. Even when he was coming down and I saw Daniel Bryan sort of like moving out of the way a little bit, I was like, he's, he's not going to get out of the way in time. And then he splatted on the ground. It was like that was the, that was the only time you knew. Yeah, up until then, it was they are so good together. And now we'll get them again at Fastlane. I think it, it should be Mania as well. I think so too. I think. I think um, I think Kofi should get his hands on that championship. Even if he gets it at Fastlane and has to drop it back at Mania, I think that all of this has proven that, um, A, they can get the fans behind him. He can get the fans behind him. Um, they've been behind him. And, B, that like this is the safe bet to carry the company. I agree. And I, I would like to see him somehow lose at Fastlane. So then you have... I've pinned you twice on SmackDown, but Daniel Bryan's like, but in the big ones, I've beaten you both times. Yeah. And then the feud picks up. You have New Day dealing with Rowan, all this stuff, and then it builds to this Kofi moment at WrestleMania. Yes. I, I, and I agree. And the only thing that I could see getting in the way of that are these the two other matches the two other title matches that people are, are looking forward to for WrestleMania, um, Rollins and Lesnar, and then this match that is right now is Charlotte and Ronda, but I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda because I I just don't see Kofi getting his WrestleMania moment on the same night that you have Rollins get a WrestleMania moment and Becky get a WrestleMania moment. All three of them are not going to get that. One of them is not going to get well, it. There's a good chance it's, it's, it's Becky who doesn't get it. There's a good chance Ronda retains at WrestleMania. It's her, it's her first singles WrestleMania match. It is, but also like Charlotte in Mania too. Is it Charlotte's undefeated at Mania, right? I believe so. I mean, she's practically undefeated at pay-per-views. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not going to just skip over Charlotte. Like she's, she's a Jobert. That's a good point. Um, so that's an interesting thought about how many people, how many moments you have, but I, I, I'll tell you what. Be interesting to see the reaction Kofi gets at Fastlane. Yeah. Do That's we know where Co- Fastlane is? Columbus, I believe. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see how people react to Kofi. But that should be all we're talking about. Um, I like where the McMiz thing appears to be going. Yeah. Sort you, of interesting. You called it, too, them losing the championships and then this being, like, the thing that starts to... Send them on a little bit of a decline. But I didn't think that they would lo- lose this time. I don't think you did. You oh, yeah. I, th- I thought they were going to lose this time. Yeah, oh, I, I yeah. thought I thought they would win one and then lose it later. But it, that that feels right. Congratulations to the Miz and Maurice. 
Yes. Having, having another one, getting it, getting them done quick. <laughs> yeah, knocking them out. Um, so I like where that's going. Um, the, what did you think of the women's chamber match? I thought that was also really well done. Um, I, I had a lot of fun with that match too. And I thought it was cool how the two teams that started the match, uh, ended up finishing the match. Yeah. And it went as we expected. Yeah. And then on Monday, they just sort of came out and held up their titles and had a sort of awkward promo. <laughs> yeah. Well, interesting note from the promo though is they said that this title is going to float, um, across the brands and they included NXT as one of the places where they would defend uh these women tag team championships. Not I don't know if they mentioned NXT UK, if that's they did not, with it. But they did say they'll defend it anywhere. Yeah. Any team, past or present. And and honestly, for two people who kids love and have not had a story, this gives an opportunity to make Sasha and Bailey mean something. Yeah. And those titles too, because if they if and make the t- they can both make each other. Yeah, if they because if they show up on NXT fresh off of like if they defend it at Takeover and WrestleMania, hot that'd be insane for those titles. Yeah, there's a lot that can be done for both the, the competitors and the titles with with it on them, and they're the right ones to have it. So played out right. The the Nia spot going through the chamber was cool. Um, I enjoyed it. Was what was there anything else notable? Um, from the pay-per-view, um, Finn gets the title. Yes. I thought, I was scared a little bit. I thought, uh, Leo and Lashley were going to break up on Sunday, but oh. yeah, you know. <laughs> Not during Black History. I know. We already, we already lost the title. So you couldn't also have, yeah. a, you couldn't also survive a break. In one shot? Too? No. Like that would have, I mean. No. Um, what else are we forgetting? Uh, Lacey Evans walked to the ring and walked back. Yep. Which, uh, she did that as well on Monday and Tuesday. So um, it's good to see her getting her steps in. Her, yeah. <laughs> her, her Fitbit is popping right now. <laughs> that is the line of the week. I am glad. Oh my God. I'm glad she's getting her steps in. Um, also, we forgot to mention outside the ring, um, that news broke today of a Hulk Hogan biopic. Oh, yeah, heard about that. WrestleMania 30, right here in the Silverdome. I can't believe I'm the special host here for WrestleMania. I'm sorry, it is the Superdome, brothers. I'm excited too. (laughs) JBL saving him. I'll tell you what, though, all Hogan thoughts aside, I do like the time, and it's Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Who's going to be playing him? Todd Phillips directing it. All Hogan controversy aside, I love the idea of the of the time period it's supposed to be. What time is it? The eighties? You know, it's up. I think it's up till him winning the title. Ah, uh, it's well, like the, it's the run up to that because them trying to pull it off, like replicating what it looked like after that. Yeah, it wouldn't be good. But him when he was like in a band and was like a bouncer. And was just like grinding to get there. Yeah, I, I am interested in that. I just love anything wrestling related from territorial days. I will say this too: like that's the perfect place to stop it because when they, when I saw that they were doing it, I was like, why? Of all the wrestlers who were like, most of them are really secretive with their life and all that stuff. But like Hogan was always out there, always willing to talk about himself. Like you, we've know, we know, we've seen so much. He had a reality show. Yeah, you know all there is to know about him. So I think. 
them doing it from that perspective is interesting. I'm probably still not going to watch. No, probably not. But um, that is interesting. And it, I feel like he had like a little after school special about him, too, back in the day when I was younger. That really? I saw. I, I, about I, him like as a kid. Um, I, I am curious, though, to see how they how they do it. Yeah. I mean, listen, there are a million wrestling stories to be told. And Hogan's story has been told a lot. <laughs> Mostly by him, too. Well, anytime you talk to him, don't worry. And when I and I lifted up that eight hundred pound giant brother, that angry eight hundred pounder, he was at least eight fifty when I lifted up that angry giant. Um, but at least it's about the time period before that, which I, I do think makes it better. Anyways, uh, what else are we forgetting from the pay per view? I'll I'll throw a shout out to Big E too, like um, and the rest of the New Day, like the way like that brotherhood that you got from Woods and Kofi and Big E. Was sort of touching at the it end. was it was it was sort of uncommon. There's not yeah. a, I don't I don't know what to compare it to. Yeah, I I don't know what to compare it to either. Like there was no bravado with it. Like they you you know you had Woods on one side saying you know I'm proud of you, we're proud of you, they're proud of you. Like listen to the crowd, and you had Biggie on the other side saying you know get your flowers, which is um a reference to I don't know who said it first though where this quote comes from, but just that idea that people. Don't smell the flowers. Yeah, people are always celebrated after they're dead and gone, and like they can't be here to to like you said, smell their flowers. So Biggie telling him to get his flowers was like just that combination of stuff was touching, especially if Kofi being like spent. And it gives you, and it gives you, if Kofi were to get the title and have the New Day running around for a while, it then gives you the perfect New Day breakup too. <laughs> yeah, like then when one of them turns, Biggie. I think, and then you don't know which way Woods goes. Yeah. Woods goes one way or the other. That could then go for months and be awesome. You know? Because at some point, obviously, the New Day would go from, we're so thrilled for you, to we're tired, to, we're tired of just being the guys who follow you to the ring. Yeah. And then you have this great story to show of how close they were. There's just so much, there's a lot of depth there because they've been together for so long, which we don't see from tag teams anymore, particularly tag teams that matter. Yeah, especially in this era. The only tag team that you can think of that, like, is a true tag team and has stayed together is the Usos. Like, everybody else either were, like, single stars thrown together. That would be fun one day, too, by the way. The, a new Souls breakup? Yeah, brother I, would, I, would, brother? I, would, I would love it. Yeah. They would have such good matches. It would be crazy. But, yeah, there aren't a lot of teams that matter that stay together for a long time, which is why if you don't ever do a breakup, it's like not ever doing a John Cena heel turn. It's just creatively wasteful. I know merchandise-wise, just like John Cena, I understand why merchandise-wise, yeah, merchandise it's better to keep them together. I get it. But from a creative standpoint, which is ultimately what the art is, you have to see tag teams break up. Yeah. And I mean, on the one hand, I would rather them like all defend the world, the WWE title rather than break up, have them be like, this is New Day's title. And so one day you might face Big E or one day you might face Woods or, or one day Kofi. But at the same time, too, when you look at the shield. That still would have to lead to a breakup, though. Yeah. when And, and also, too, like I was going to say, when you look at the shield, like. They broke up and then it didn't hurt any of them. Nope. And and by the way, the history with the New Day is way deeper at this point. Yeah. They they got like what, 5 years in? It's it's a lot. It's and and it and it feels way more personal. It's yeah. it would be sweet. Um but are we forgetting what other match are we forgetting? So there was the Intercontinental Championship match. 
the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, the Women's Chamber. I don't even. I don't know what match. Your Smack Guy. There's a Cruiserweight match that we didn't even. I don't think we even touched on it at all. On the kickoff show? We're forgetting the Ronda Rousey match. Ah, yes. Right. And yes. we're forgetting it because it was literally 30 seconds long. Yeah, it was nine seconds long. There's no... It was very, very quick. Yeah, there was nothing to say about that match except for... Um, for me, it was disappointing because I was legitimately interested in what Ruby Riot was going to do. Um, we know Ruby Riot to be a good worker entertaining and uh, I don't care what anybody says about the riot squad they they're a squad they you know they they show up they work really well together uh live more live Morgan's improving a lot um and she showed that in the chamber so I, I just did not think that I didn't think going into it that Ronda Rousey was gonna roll over her like that although she didn't on Monday no she did not which is is weird it's so it's it's so weird like what is the difference between Sunday and Monday? Especially because they had a match before where Ronda didn't just run through her. I, I guess time to fill versus time not needed to fill. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I'm trying to think of what else on Raw happened. Uh, Paul Heyman showed up, was grabbed by Brock Lesnar. Oh, we forgot about the Braun Strowman match. Oh, from Sunday. Yes. Yes. We did forget about the Braun Strowman match, which, um, I mean... Wasn't the greatest match on the card? Just feels like there's something missing with the Braun story. Yeah, like Braun and Baron just. And how many times he gonna get jumped by these same three people? Like, either he needs to figure something out. And where was where was Kurt Angle? That's what I thought. Because when um when Drew's music hit, I was like, oh yeah, Rosenberg was right. Drew is gonna show up. And I was like, all right, now now let's. Then then where's that? Yeah, and I, I mean, I guess I understand why why not. And no. No. <laughs> yeah. Wah, wah, wah. So, yeah. And um, sort of more of the same on Monday. Where do you think that Braun Strowman ends up going? It can't be Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin at WrestleMania. I think it'll be Braun and Drew and then going to do the Kurt Angle, Baron Corbin. Or maybe it might even be Braun and Bobby Lashley. But I think. Or is it, or is it Braun and Kurt Angle versus all three? Two on three. Yeah, I mean, that's slightly more interesting than the two alternatives. And they can get it all done in one shot. Yeah, but right now there's not like that thing for Braun Strowman that's just jumping out. Which is which is crazy when you think about where he was a year yeah, ago. Yeah, I mean, a year ago he was poised to win the tag team championship by himself. And then you can say he did it. No disrespect to Nicholas. Um, huge Nicholas mark. But uh, Braun... Yeah, like you said, that was just a year ago. He was in Universal Championship matches. He was flipping over buildings just a year ago. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, some more mail. Mail. Eileen writes us, Good evening, Peter and SGG. I often listen uh, in on your podcast, mostly as a captive audience as my husband plays in the car, and I dare not steal the aux cord. By default, I've become pretty vested in the Cheap Heat universe. I've noticed that not only do you guys sometimes say verse, i.e. Charlotte verse Becky Lynch, but they say it that way on WWE as well. It has been weighing on my mind, and I need to get it off my chest so I can use my thoughts to ponder other menial things, like did I close the garage? It's verses. 
I took the time to look it up as I thought maybe, just maybe, I had been using it wrong all these years. I know it's super petty, but man, was this messing with me. Here's one of my search results. Verses should be used in the sense of challenging or opposing someone or something. There is no such verb as verse with third person singular present tense from verses with the sense. Okay, no worries. The word is verses. It comes from Latin and it means against. Same age, Kitty Hall. Sorry, I used your real name. Um, yes, I know. We, I feel like we go back and forth. I, I've gotten that before. I, I admittedly am a big, I end up saying verse. Yeah, I, I try to say verses. I have no idea what I actually end up saying when I'm like in a rhythm. But I will say this about the email in particular. Here's one of my search results. Don't don't cherry pick the search results so that you, you can. Maybe there's another one. Yeah, send us the links. Let us go through it. Let us decide. We can get dip here. It can be a three man tribunal. We'll let you know the verdict. On verse versus verses, don't cherry pick and then tell us we did. Here's one of. I want to see the other search results. Did you get one that goes our way? Um, I'll I'll tell you, Greg. I don't think she has to cherry pick. I'm pretty sure we're 100 <laughs> percent wrong. I am too, but I mean, we gotta you fight. Re- yeah, we gotta go down swinging. Um. Okay. Here we go. Mail. Mike writes us. Sweet Pete and the Stat Guy. I think I've got this thing figured out. With the Raw and SmackDown introductions this week of Gargano, Ciampa, Ricochet, and Aleister Black, as well as the announcement that the Women's Tag Championship can be defended on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, this is the new WWE. It's time to go back to the territory days. Each show or brand should just be treated as a different territory. The main champion should move from show to show like the old days. Bring Daniel Bryan to NXT UK for a program with the top guy. Send Ronda to NXT to, perf- to re- reform the horsewoman. Then when the time comes to move on, they do. Maybe I'm crazy. You guys let me know what you think. Enjoy yourself. Commissioner Bill Bronstein. Thanks, Commish. Commish. Um, I'm not mad at that as a way. That's a positive spin. Yeah. If you want to find a positive spin to look at it, I think that's the positive spin. And I, I've been saying it for a while, too. Like, they need to, those major titles need to just float around. And if they're already going to do it with the Women's Tag Team Championship, then I see no issue with with them doing it with all the rest of the major championships. Yeah, I think that's a good way to think about it. And that way, it takes us back to the old days. In other words... I just want to thank each and every one of y'all for all you've done to your bodies. It's still real to me, damn it! I mean... Thank Take you, it easy, man. Take it easy, man. Some nice guys. Take it easy. You're hurting me. This was me. This was me on Monday. You're hurting me. Followed by. I see. Uh huh. And then when Alistair Black and company heard the reaction from the crowd, they when they walked backstage, they heard. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but you know, when uh, Zelina Vega saw Alistair Black, her husband, show up to TV, she probably thought. I was so happy. But then, can you imagine after the match having to leave out with Andre Andrade and think, "You're hurting me." He's not a winner. Oh, he's not a winner. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Can you imagine those New Day pancakes that have been sitting around in Gorilla for hours? Oh. Someone hands it to you. The thought of eating it well. would make me throw up. By the way, I'm just gonna you know every once in a while, 
I, I play like those clips are from the Michael K show. So every once in a while I give you little tastes from the Michael K show, which you should subscribe to if you, if you enjoy stuff that I do. Best moment of the show this week was when my co-host Don LaGreca accidentally killed the great uh, Sydney Poitier. I saw that. Don, did you tweet a uh, rest in peace to Sydney Poitier? Yeah, 92. He passed it, away. It's his today. birthday today. No, 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 didn't. Uh, oh, turns 92. Dear oh, God. My. <laughs> the best is his realization. First his confidence, then the realization, and then Dear oh God. Don, did you tweet a uh, rest in peace to Sydney Poitier? Yeah, ninety two. He passed it, away. It's his birthday today. No, no, no. Didn't uh, oh turns ninety two. Dear oh, God. Man. Did you hear how heartbroken he was? I, I know. It's, was it was Yeah, tur- ninety two. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should subscribe to that podcast or listen to the radio if you're in New York or on the ESPN app. Or ENN if they just want to hear you. Or there's a, there is the ENN one as well. It's a very good point. Thank you. Glad you mentioned that. Um, but yeah, that would be an interesting way of doing things where the people bounce around like they're different territories. You know, I'm down for some old school. I got to figure out something here that makes sense. Cause not all of it does. Yeah. Especially not after Monday. Hey, Greg, do you have black power rankings? I feel like this week you must. Oh yeah, of course. So in at number three, I'm going with Ricochet. Um, that debut on Monday, that debut on Monday was a little lackluster. Really? Well, the you mean the way it was done? Yeah, yeah. The match was the match was amazing. Him and Leo Rush have great chemistry. Um, Major. And then on on Tuesday, his match with Eric Young, he just showed like he is so majesty. Versatile and like uh, and amazing. He really is one of the like a total package. Um but he's coming in at number three for sure. In at number two, another guy who could say some of the same things about except he is now the new NXT North American champion. As of last night, the Velveteen Dream oh. is in at number two. Ah, Mage. I haven't watched the match yet, but I saw. And while we're talking about champions, uh, my legacy pick is none other than wrestling royalty, King Booker. He's my legacy pick. Um, I jumped in a. You rap- mean for Black History Month? Yes, yes. See, it's managing, it's managing manager of general. Excuse me. I was I jumped down like a rabbit hole of title histories yesterday on Wikipedia and I noticed that King Booker is one of exactly four men hmm. to have the triple crown in both the WWE and WCW. And we know WCW is gone. It'll never happen again. And he's the only he's the only brother on that list of four. Wow, who else? Um Bret Hart who did it first, of course, um, Ric Flair, and then he who shall not be named uh, from Canada. Don't say YTJ. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, he, that's he who shall not be named. Oh, oh the, other, yeah, yeah. the other he who the shall other not be named. The other he who shall not be named also, named, also shares a name with Y2J. Hold on. You said, but Flair... Flair never had the big belt in WWE. He had the WWE title. Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot. Forgot about 1992. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. 
Yeah, that's pretty impressive. And he had the Intercontinental Championship. Um, he got it real late when you think about Flair. He got it in oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Evolution Day. Like, like feuding with Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, Didn't way. Carlito beat him for the Intercontinental Probably, Championship? Yeah, that was, it, was all, it was during that whole time. So, I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. You know what cool is? That feels good. Uh, wow, funny, that, that is impressive. It's funny you played that too, not to get sidetracked on the Black Power rankings, but um, while I was in this rabbit hole, I came across a Razor Ramon promo, um, and it's him. I can't tell if he's in Washington Heights or if he's in Harlem, like up on Broadway, where all the yeah, yeah. But like, it's him cutting a promo in front of a bodega, and he steals fruit, and I think he has a plum that he bites and spits. And spits so and someone liked like, that idea. Yeah. Someone was getting to use that at some point. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Wow, that's an impressive list. With a tear in my eye, this is the greatest moment in my life. And who's number one? Hmm. It's it's Kofi Kingston. Ah. Of course. I mean, this was an incredible run, and it's not over, but just the, the match on Sunday and then his win – on Tuesday to earn the right into another WWE Championship match. I think it's pretty mage. And the response that he's getting from the crowd is one that we haven't seen any wrestler get um, since Daniel Bryan, coincidentally. It's, it's huge. And I think it could lead to a huge moment for him at some point down the line, whether it's in March at Fastlane or in April at WrestleMania. But either way, his performance this past week is just head and shoulders above everybody else. He's having the, the the run of his career, which I did not expect right now. You know, I mean, previously, what was his biggest times when he feuded with Randy Orton? Yeah. And this this feels different. This feels like a, a happening, as Gorilla Monsoon would say. <laughs> it really does. Um, all right, that's a very respectable Black Power rankings. I mean, we got to keep it strong. It's February, I'm, and Black History Month been looking a little shaky this year, but uh, with all the shenanigans and Zion Williamson yesterday yeah. with Obama there, Jesse. That's it's a different story <laughs> the, altogether. The the first five days of Black History Month was just like blackface reveals from from governors and politics. Yeah, that's a very good point. That's <laughs> how it started. Like, yeah, I forgot. Like, are you like are you serious? Out the gate, so. Um, now, here's an important question, SGG. Uh, how would you book the Jesse Smollett story in, in, as a WWE angle? I think they did it already, no? Well, well, oh yeah, I'm sure. I, I was trying to think about it. I'm like, I know this has happened. It was the abduction. Remember the Vince McMahon when they said somebody was abducting Stephanie and then it was like, who's the higher power? And then it was me all along. I knew this had already been done. See? Now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to give a brief shout-out to our sponsor this week, our dear, dear friends at Dollar Shave Club. Yes, of course, our friends at Dollar Shave Club. Shout-out to them. They have everything you need to look, feel, and smell incredible. You will find something you love. That's how DSC does it. They deliver it right to your door. You stay fully stocked. You don't have to worry about forgetting about things like razors and toothpaste. Everything is set for you, which it's something you know we all forget and that you don't feel like picking it up. It's such a pain. No, not 
with Dollar Shave Club. Their toothpaste, for example. You know how nice it is to have it set up so it's automatically sent to you? To never have to run out late at night. You're like, oh man, I don't have toothpaste. No, it's always there. And you know how clean your mouth is going to feel? It's incredible. I love the toothpaste, the fresh breath. I get complimented. It's one of those things where you walk by people and they go, wow, your breath smells good. And you don't even talk to them. So right now, starter sets you can try for just five bucks from Dollar Shave Club. Like the Oral Care Kit, you could try that. After that, the restock box ships regular size products at regular price. So what are you waiting for? Get your starter set for just five bucks right now. Go to dollarshaveclub.com slash heat. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash heat. SGG, you had a big, that was a big black power rankings. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I had to bring it for February. Now, so Dream has a big title. We were just talking about how the titles are nearly interchangeable. Yeah. Between the North American and the NXT title. Yeah. What do you think it means for Velveteen Dream at TakeOver? Hopefully he has a, a huge title defense. I don't know who his challenges would be, but it could really be anybody because... This this group of, that they have in NXT is stacked. I can't wait till they just randomly show up on WWE TV and someone just says, "Here's Velveteen Dream," and he just walks out randomly. Is he going to show up with the NXT North American Championship? He shows Probably. up w- with the title, no introduction, no understanding of what's going on. Um, we did learn on SmackDown after a six man tag that Kofi will get a match again. Uh, a rematch for the title at Fastlane, as we said earlier. But it was interesting when it dawned on me during the pay-per-view that this is the best talent we've ever had in a chamber. And it made me rethink the chamber match because I'm generally just not a fan of the match. I don't I don't what love did, the what structure. Did, what didn't you like about it? No, no. Generally, what, didn't I like it previously? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's a lot of waiting. Like... But you know who's coming out, kind of. I mean, there's only yeah. a few options. And then, like, the structure itself, I mean, it's kind of scary. It used to be that outside the ring it was, like, all yeah. cage. Now it's, like, a mat. Yeah, I, I hate that they did that, but I understand. Even, like, I feel like those pods were glass before, and now it's just, like... Plastic? Some, yeah. Something that's breakable. Yeah. But... I will like, say, though, if, if I'll tell you what, though. Kofi got up there for that for that splash. Yeah, and I was just gonna say that I, was snooker like if he hits it. I like that they have more room on top of the pods because remember, um, in that first chamber match, RVD didn't have that much space, and so he ended up just jumping on Triple H's throat and sent him to the hospital. Yeah, now it looks like they maybe they, they lowered the pods. I think they extended or extended the top of the yeah. chamber. Either way, it gave him room because that thing looked amazing. The the splash. That's why it would have been such a moment. I mean, I'm not saying they can't get it back. I really hope they do. And there was all these emails about Kofi last week and Kofi Mania, and everyone was ready. And it almost felt like one of those times where, like, you wonder, do they hear the crowd, feel the momentum, and go, we got to put it on Kofi? Because before the match, I don't think I, I didn't think <clears throat> it would have made sense to have Kofi win. Yeah, I, and you even said that last week, which I'm glad. I, I, that's just a testament um, to how great the performance was from everybody in that match because I remember asking you know do you think Kofi goes to Wrestlemania and fights Daniel Bryan and you were like no but now that's a thing that you want to see like everybody wants to see it yeah completely earned I mean yeah don't get me wrong the gauntlet match was cool it got me excited but it had to be followed up and I mean boy was it followed up like it was just I can't imagine who you would want to see more 
Yeah. And there's talk of it being uh, KO mania. <laughs> Going after Daniel Bryan for that. By, by the way, I, I don't get the KO videos. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't either. Like they, they don't. Are, are you supposed to make him seem like a bad guy or like a good guy or like just a guy who's doing random stuff with his family? I just I don't understand it. I think I think when we end up seeing him, he's going to be a good guy. And I, I mean, it sort of makes sense because his whole run while he was in there, he always said, like, I'm doing this for my family. Even when he was doing like the most vile, despicable things. He was doing it for his family. So now him being injured and being with his family, he gets to see what's important. And we might get to see a softer side of Kevin Owens, which will all make sense for his character. But also at the same time, I mean, I show up for the violence. Like I like KO um, beating people up and, you know, bullying everybody except you. I didn't like it when it no, was No, 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 it was me. Like that was not right. No, I no. agree with you completely cross the line that should not be crossed Unnecessary. When, when it's you it's just that you don't you don't go there you have to have some professionalism monday night rosenberg couldn't agree with you more but everybody else though i'm here for the like when he tossed uh when he powerbombed mgk off the stage for no reason Loved he did it. nothing with that yeah That's... it was it was a top five moment as long as it's not me yes sweet sweet peter rosenberg Thank you, Paul, Peter, Rosenberg, whatever your name is. Um, I guess thanks to him, too. But, yeah, I, I, I just am confused by the videos. And I love that the videos have static when they're clearly iPhone videos. Well, we don't know which which iPhone he has, though. So he has the VHS iPhone? I'm saying, I mean, listen, not everybody has the 10s. I don't have the 10s. I don't think. But, like, it doesn't, there's no such thing as static. It's on a VHS tape. But, I mean, if he if he's in – if he doesn't have the right reception and then he's just recording it, mm. it might be like how he sent it out uh, too. Mm. If, he sent, if he doesn't send it out over Wi-Fi – He uploaded Wi-Fi, it to so, – yeah, oh, yeah. So it's like, it's like he sent it to someone without an iPhone. Right. Or maybe he doesn't even have an iPhone. That's the other thing. Yeah, he's using some sort of bootleg. Maybe it's a camcorder. It, it might be. He's bringing a camcorder. You know what? I'll tell you what though. Seeing We him, don't know if he has a Motorola Razor. I don't know what phone he has. Seeing him share popcorn with his son and, and KO putting his grubby wrestling hands <laughs> in the popcorn – the thought of eating it wow. would make me throw up. Um, so yeah, it was yeah, it was a very confusing week. Exciting things because you got to see great matches. You know that's the upside. I love that these guys will be around and we'll get to have a, a whole new set of matches, which is totally needed. I just wish I am just such a surprise guy. So by not getting any surprises, I was inherently bummed. Like what made. The Chamber Amazing was the surprise of how great Kofi was. Yeah. And that he had a chance to win. That it, it, We saw it right there. And then the next day, you're sitting there and it was Rapunzel. Shout out to the guy who brought the Mage sign to uh, oh, yeah. SmackDown. It wasn't SmackDown. So that was Mage. Uh, will, Mage for, placement. M- 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 Mage. It was well done. Hey, SGG, this weekend, um, do me a favor and you stay Mage. Oh, yeah. And you enjoy yourself, Pete. Oh, thank you. And if you want to email us, you can do so. Rosenberg Beats. At gmail.com. RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. Holla. You're here. I'm here. Let's do 